Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back after a unforeseen break yeah. of three weeks. We are back in studio, happy to be here, ready to go, ready to talk some sports. As always, I'm Nick McVicker, joined by Irfan Manji. How you doing today, bud? Good. Great, man. I like the change in weather today, so it's not raining and no signs of leaks at home anymore. There good. you go. No leaks. Leaks are bad. No, uh, no we, were, we were up, God knows, at like 2 a.m. the other day because all we heard was dripping through the panel. Oh. And we realize it's the roofers that didn't do a good job the first time because oh we had another geez. leak two weeks ago. So that was my last two days. Oh, <laughs> Yikes. Yep. So That's I'm really happy for the sun because it's going <laughs> to dry up that water there. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Uh, I, I kind of would expect that. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anything else, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're back. We missed you last episode. Yeah, I've been gone a, for a long time. Missed a great interview. So yeah. we're happy to have you back. Thanks, man. Um. We got a lot to talk about, man. We got NBA playoffs, yep. Champions League, Oof. EPL finishing up this weekend. Well, yeah. CPL starting up a few weeks ago. Yeah, We're now on weekend about. three. Yeah. And um, and I mean, of course, let's let's go where we always start. Let's talk some hockey. Let's man. do it. And these playoffs have just been insane. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have predicted the conference finalists. I mean, last time we talked, we were midway through the first, first round. Yeah. Yeah. Um Columbus was up three nothing, I think, during the last episode and now it's Well, they're not there. They're not there anymore. <laughs> but they 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 swept the lightning. They did. Completely outplayed the lightning. The Islanders swept the pens. Same thing there, yeah. They were much much better. Much, much better. <laughs> much, much better. <laughs> much, much better. <laughs> um all four wildcard teams made it out of the first round. Yeah. It it shows you that I guess regular season wise you're great there but playoff is a different animal oh it's totally completely crazy. different animal if you're hot you're hot nathan mckinnon i'm talking to you there once you're hot you're hot yeah, uh, we were very <laughs> happy about that yeah as a colorado fan oh man that guy i loved watching that calgary oh. series just so i can watch nathan mckinnon fly down that wing and it was beautiful just the rip this insane ot winner on mike smith oh god it was fantastic it's beautiful it's, it's fun great. to watch and that's the best part about watching playoffs, in my opinion, is you get to see some of the best players in the world going 100%, yeah. not leaving anything on the ice. Well, I think with hockey is you can get an L.A. team from a couple years back that can shock the first-place team. And yep. that's like hockey is not guaranteed that you're going to win, even if you have a great regular season. Yeah. But if you look at the NBA, for example, you know the Dubs are going to win their first Barely. round. <laughs> but like you expect the top oh, the four teams round, yeah. to beat the opposition because they've been superior throughout the season and it actually translate in the playoffs. Yeah, that's whereas, true. Whereas in hockey, you don't see that. No, and you're right because all one through four in both conferences won in the NBA. Yeah. But all first place teams in the divisions in the NHL got knocked out in the first round. Completely, yeah. By very hot teams going into the playoffs. Yeah, because you get, you get a team like 
Carolina and Columbus who had to fight f- every game all the way to the end pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Colorado as yeah. well. well. If you look at their last 20, 15, 20 games, you can see that they went in hot. They had to oh, absolutely. They had to have at least a 700 win percentage or something just to even absolutely qualify. And at one point we were talking about Columbus. They were my tire fire a little while ago going, they're playing like shit and they need to and turn They were. Around. And literally the next day they go on this four-game But they were playing. Streak. They were playing bad. Yeah. And that's why all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, where did these guys come from? And it was the same with the Blues. Yeah. We talked about it before. Yeah. They they were dead last in the NHL. Gross. Yeah. Well, they on were, January 3rd. Yep. January 3rd. Th- they've been the best team turn of the calendar. They've been the best team in 2019. Agreed. Yep. No, no doubt about it. And you ride a hot goalie like Jordan B- Jordan Bennington, and anything can happen. You you just get going, and it it allows you to feel more confident defensively, and then yeah. your defensemen feel more confident to push the puck forward quicker, and then the forwards have free reign basically because they believe in the two lines behind them. Exactly. Well, I think the Blues have the same script every couple of years. Allen did the same thing a little while ago with, but he wasn't good in the playoffs. No, but in terms of getting them into the playoffs yes, at that point, absolutely. like he took over from Elliott and ran with it. Absolutely. And then now it's kind of, you know, rule reversed where it's Bennington's taken over and he's running with it, but he's having a better playoffs than Allen He's Allen actually ever did. playing well in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. But again, you're right. That that system that Brewway's put in is you're accountable from defense. You're accountable in your net minding. You're accountable making your forwards accountable to understand that, hey, we have a little bit of range to go up and score. Like Tarasenko has been playing phenomenal at yeah. Bruve. He has his he doesn't have that leash anymore where he's responsible for God knows what. Defensively. Yeah. <laughs> but still like he can still play defense, don't get me wrong. But No, I know that. It's just the, the same thing they did with the Vetchkin was, yeah, I need you to play defense, but that's not your main focus. Yeah. And I think telling Tarasenko that I'm sure that's what they did. He he's going in and he's sniping and he's Absolutely. playing very well. Absolutely. Because he's confident that guys like Bomister, Pareko, Petrangelo are gonna Done. gonna yeah, they're going to close the other team down. They're going to suffocate yeah. them down. And then Bennington right there is just going to make that fantastic blocker save that he goes from crease to like yeah, side absolutely. to side. And but it's amazing what goaltending can do for you. Well, yeah, that's because you look at yeah. you, you look at Bennington in St. Louis, and he comes in in January, and all of a sudden they go on this magical run. Yeah. It's the confidence that goaltending builds. Even you look in Carolina, yeah. Mrazic and McElhaney together. Yeah. You look in Long Island. Right, and yeah. you had Robin Leonard and oh, Grice, Grice throughout the regular season. Yeah. Right, it's amazing to see what confidence you get from the goaltender. Yeah. Then you look at, I hate to say it, the Leafs, where Anderson is really good, yeah, but inconsistent. That confidence wasn't there. No, but even if Garrett Sparks is starting, or Hutchinson starting, they're not. There's no confidence. No. Right. No, and, and even I mean, you can use multiple examples out west. Right, Calgary. There's not a whole lot of confidence in that goaltending increase, no matter. No. And I love Mike Smith, and he's been a great goaltender. He, in was, his he time. was great. It wasn't his fault. No, he wasn't. It wasn't. But it's the confidence thing, yeah. right? And it, it changes because then you look at a team like Colorado, who played Calgary in the first round, and they believed in Philip Grubauer. They did, and pff, they flew through the first round. If it was four-one, right? Yeah. Well, aside from getting pushed around in game one, they bounced back and they were fantastic. Yeah. But I, they still I, believed in Grubauer after game one. That was the difference. No. Yeah, yeah, but the thing you look at Grubauer last playoffs where he started the first two games yeah. for Washington, they lost faith in him halfway through the first game, and they still like Washington didn't do him any favors. Yeah, and then you go back to Holtby, and they're like, "That's the guy we believe in," and it's they amazing. Go, then they go and win win the cup there. 
right? And that's that's what I've always been worried about in Winnipeg. Yeah, is the same thing. Right? Like Hellebuck is a great goalie. Is he elite? They're no. saying he is, but he hasn't shown it. I don't think he is. Come playoff time, no. Right? Yeah. There's just no confidence from the defense to the forwards in Hellebuck when it comes to playoff time. No. In the regular season, yes. Because they know the like you can get away with one bad game or two bad games. Exactly. Whereas in the playoffs, those those games are going to cost you perhaps the series. Exactly. And I mean, he played well in the playoffs this year. I think he had a 267 he goals against average. No, it's just I don't think it's just not enough. Winnipeg could score. That was, and that that was the case this year. Yeah. But you, uh, the playoffs itself have just been so entertaining to watch, and the big boys are stepping up in the playoffs, and you, you can see it even in the stats, right? Like, yeah. Marshawn, the rat that he is, <laughs> is leading in Jeez. points, yeah. right? Hurdle, Couture, Burns in San Jose are yeah. second, third, and fifth in points. Yeah. You got McKinnon and Rantanen for Colorado sitting fourth and sixth, right? And then you go to goals, and you're looking at Thomas Hurdle. Logan Couture, yep. Jaden Schwartz out in St. Louis. He's just driving hard to the net. He's Tara Vinen yep. in Carolina. Charlie Coyle. People are just stepping up, right? But there's, the big names are still there. There's players that thrive for playoff hockey, and we're seeing it, and that's when they wake up. Oh, absolutely. And, and Coyle is definitely one of those players. Because oh, yeah. I remember when he was on uh, Minnesota, right? It was the same way. He would always used to beat up on Colorado in the playoffs, and yeah. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> But he's he's a playoff performer, and that's the kind of guys that you want on your team. You do, and and I think there's I don't remember who I was having this conversation with, but it was some teams are built for the regular season, and some teams slowly bring in half of a really good regular season team, and then they have some guys that are very good playoff performers, and then that combines to the next step. Yeah. Um, and I think you look at a guy like Patrick Maroon, who I think the Blues were dangling for quite some time, and he's come up to be a big body player coming up with timely goals. Yeah. I, I mean, but like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's a regular season 82 game performer. Cause I, he, I'm not even, I'm not really sure if he's a playoff performer, no. but he's, he's a, he's a piece. He, he is a piece and he brings energy to the team. Yeah. He's, and he's a that's piece. A, and that's okay. the biggest thing when it comes to playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can really say there's playoff performers and regular season performers necessarily, but I find that there's players who play well in the, regular season. Yeah. Right? And they're they're the consistent players. They they will play well in the regular season and most likely in the playoffs. They're they're ones that you're gonna have all the time. The gimmies, yeah. It's the pieces. Yeah. It's the sec it's the third liners. It's the fourth liners, that third pair defensemen mm-hmm. who they're not gonna put up many points in the regular season. They're gonna be there. They're just not gonna do a whole lot. But when it comes to playoff time, they're still gonna be there and they're gonna contribute when they get their chance. Yeah. And that's the difference between a regular season team and a playoff team. And that's what we saw with the Lightning. Mm-hmm. They had four deep lines, but they didn't have those key pieces. No. They didn't have the big body guy on the fourth line who can put a puck in every once in a while. Right? Like um, Boyle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. He was he was a key piece for many playoff teams. Well, when goals are hard to come by, you need guys are gonna. Get right, the and he he played in Nashville for this year. It didn't go very well, no, but he he was still he's still a key piece for a playoff team. Charlie Coyle turns out he's a key piece for playoff teams. Who knew? Yeah. Right, it's it's those guys that you need to count on mm-hmm. to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, and unfortunately, the Leafs don't have one. No, and that was the issue come trade deadline. 
Yeah. We talked about you pick up Nick Batan, and you're like, but that's not going to do you anything. All that did was just change a body, basically. Yeah. It's the same player that we well, traded they, away. I think the Leafs and the Burns knew come December that, hey, we're seeing you in the playoffs in a couple Most of months. Likely, yeah. You know what I mean? And he said he didn't want to change the way Dubis didn't want to change, change the locker room. No, he didn't want to change the way. Like, he wants his team to be fast, quick, and that's how they're going to win. But come playoff no, time, when, when there's no space on the ice for even your best players. Yeah. And, like, you got to give the players on Toronto the credit. Like, Matthews put up five goals in seven games, right? Right. Like, I'm not taking away from their big boys playing well. I'm just, just saying that enough. sometimes when they're having a tough time going down against the other team's top players, Absolutely. you're going to want a guy like Charlie Coyle on your roster. Um, you're going to want Brian Boyle. For example, you know guys that know. Yeah, no, I agree. How to get those dirty goals? I agree. Yeah, and that's what, like you find that in youth hockey. Yeah, like my first goal I scored from the goal line, throwing it out in front. Yeah, you're gonna need. Granted, it goals. was the lowest level of hockey possible in this saga, so the goalie wasn't very good. But it's those kind of goals that win you garbage goals. games. Yeah, and if you watch that series, they didn't bother Rask a lot in front of the net, and no. when they did, they scored. I know. So, I think, hey, Leaf fans for the future, that's what you got to fight for here is... Yeah, because the fans are going to change no, something. No, but, you know, <laughs> but the fans have been pretty vocal about that for a yeah, while. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm really hoping it changes. And I agree. And, I, and, I they, and they significantly missed Kadri. And I think if Kadri was there, in terms of that grit, in terms of picking up the garbage, or at yeah. least bringing the energy, but that's a whole different monster that I got to talk that about. That guy but. needs to... Uh, he made a statement, and I could not believe it, that afterwards he's like, the team, the organization has no reason to trust me and that I'm going to change, but I'm going to change. It's like, no, <laughs> you can't make that statement and then say, I'm going to change. You, you can't. And until they play the Boston Bruins in the playoffs again sometime in the next three years, guess what? You can't show that you've changed because that's the time that you lose your f- mind. Yeah. Come playoff time, you lose everything. Two years in a row, he's been suspended in a Bruins series and it cost us game seven. Yeah. Now, I don't think this year it was just Kadri that cost us game seven, and I don't think last year it was just Kadri that no. cost us game seven. But it but started it. It started the dominoes. Yeah, because the whole lineup changes. Mm-hmm. You have Nylander playing center for your third line at that point. And he needs to go, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> we'll talk about the Conversation for another day. Yeah. That'll be an off-season conversation. I think so, And yeah. we'll get to that. Um, let's get into these actual matchups in the Eastern and let's Western Conference. I mean, we've talked about the playoffs as a whole being insane. Mm-hmm. We've had one game. Boston did win game one of the Eastern Conference final. Carolinas didn't look terrible. They're, they're in this series, I no. think. And it'll be interesting to see how they respond in game two and then go home. Because so. that, that barn in Carolina has been rocking. For a, a team that could barely fit fill the seats come season time until that Don Cherry comment. Um, well, it wasn't just that. It was the storm surge. And that, that's yeah. what that's what and really kind of bolstered their home ice. And, well, they play, like I told you before, they pay, played well for about 50 minutes of that game. Yeah. Aside from, uh, it's the penalties that changed it. Yeah. Um, and Boston's lucky to come out with the win. In terms of, in like they they had their I chances think, throughout I the game. I think Boston was the better team across sixty minutes. Carolina okay. played good for fifty minutes okay. and it was competitive. Competitive, mm-hmm. but I think over the sixty minutes, Boston was the better team, so they deserved game one. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll make okay. that statement. 
Okay. See, I see it the other way where I just saw Boston not look good for large stretches of that game um, until, again, for some reason, it's like we wake up when there's 10 minutes left in the game and we decide, hey, you know what? We're going to go play play well. We'll play and then, f- 10 minutes, see if we're still in this game. And they scored four goals unanswered. So, yeah. Um, but um, I think game game two is going to be fun. Yeah, uh, well, you, an, look at, you look at the two teams and they're they're very different styles. Oh, yeah. And it's it's interesting to see that these kind of styles are pretty competitive against each other. Like, usually one style will dominate. I think this series could go either way. I personally want Carolina to win because I love the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a Boston fan. I know you want Boston to win, and that's fine. I, I get that. No, no. Um, but I think, I think either team coming out of the East is going to struggle against the West this year. Yeah. And that's nothing to say. That's not saying that Boston and Carolina are bad teams. But the best team in the East was out in the first round. Yes. But I don't think anyone would argue with that statement. And no. now you look at it and Boston and Carolina, yes, they have two de- really good teams playing right now on a very, very high note. Mm-hmm. And Carolina has been flying in these playoffs. But you're coming up against Western Con- two Western Conference teams who are big, bruising, and yet still fast. Which is a very weird combination that the East has not been able to figure out no. how to make their teams that way. Albeit they, the East has won the Cup the last three years. You're right. And I think it's because the West beats the crap out of each other. And then when yeah. they're in the final, they're bruised up and they can't really do much. But no, I do agree with you. In terms of the strength coming out or potential strength for the final, the West is much better. Yeah. Significantly better, you know, but... But you look at it and... Uh, but the Hurricanes have been very good in figuring out how to win. Yeah. And I think if they go through and there's a real possibility they do, they'll find a way to win the Cup. Yeah, it's possible. And, I mean, you, you can never count out leadership. No. And the Canes probably have the best leadership group out of the four remaining teams, which sounds insane when you when you come up across Boston, who has Marshawn, Bergeron, Chara... Right, Crazy, yeah. and then you look at San Jose, who has Big Joe, Little Joe, yeah, Pitcher, yeah, Burns, Carlson, Carlson. Right, those are great leadership teams. And I'm not saying that those te- those leadership groups aren't good, no. but I think the Carolina Hurricanes have something that those don't, and it's that Justin Williams and Rod Brindamore. Yeah, well, Williams has been on how many winning teams? He knows what it takes. He knows what it takes. He's Mister Game Seven. Rod Brindamore. I mean, if you look at his post-conference interview yesterday or post-game interview um he was so cool collective yeah. he's like you know he what knows. calls didn't go our way calls didn't go their way all right let's go next game he knows and he understands because he he's been through it right yeah. and i know other coaches have been in the nhl and yeah la, 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 la. but is brindamore was the leader amongst eastern conference teams for a long time he was, and he was he, he was in yeah. carolina he knows this city better than anybody, right? And that's why they brought him back. And that's why they brought him back. And that's why they brought Williams back because he knows the city very well. Yeah. Well, that's why I guess you can even go to an extent and say that Ron Francis was back for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, and he does have a hand in this team. Absolutely. Um, so, so that's what I'm saying when I when I talk about the leadership group. I think that leadership group between Williams and Brindamore, along with some of the other players in that room, even like you can even say Morazic and McElhaney as a team. Yeah, 
are part of that leadership group. Oh, well, Jordan Stahl was also been Jordan there before. Stahl yeah. and was a captain at one point. Yeah, wasn't he? I know Eric Stahl was the captain. I don't think Jordan. I thought was Jordan a was a, was an A though. He might. He's he's an A. He's he was definitely an A. He's an A right now. Right. Um, so that's that leadership group. And Jordan Stahl knows how to play in these situations. He was exactly. in Pittsburgh for quite some time. Exactly. So, no, I do agree with you. I think if you look at the leadership group for a lot of like the last four teams, they're very good. Oh yeah. But the only one that I'm questionable on is the St. Louis one because I really don't know who the leadership group out, outside well, of Bowmeister and Petrangelo. Well, you have Tarasenko, Alex he, Steen. But is he a leader? I don't that's, know. That's that's my question. I don't know. They just wear the A when they do. <laughs> right. That that's um, what, that's what I mean though. Like y- in the other three teams, you have distinct leaders that have been there for ten plus years and yes. are and are leaders. Yes. Like they're leaders on and off the ice. Yes. Tarasenko shows great flashes, of course. But is he an actual leader in the dressing room? Steen is a very solid player, but is he a leader in that dressing room? From might be, I don't he know. He might. That's the thing. I don't know because I mean, after Bacchus left and after T.J. Oshie left and then Troy Brower left, I don't. The, the only two that are still there that I could, would consider leaders are Petrangelo and Bowmeister. Yeah. How much say does Bowmeister have though in that? I'm team? not sure. How much say Ryan does O'Reilly? Ryan O'Reilly might be. He might, might be part of that leadership yeah. group. I just don't see Tarasenko. But, but you're right. I don't think there's a distinctive nucleus there like you can easily say oh it could be this person but we don't actually know about it we don't hear about it right whereas in these other teams you have these guys stepping up and talking and being that leader yeah all the time all the time big jumbo joe are you kidding me that guy is the epitome of a leader on that san jose team carlson burns same way they've all had the opportunity to wear an a or c sometime in their career and and now joe pavelski is the captain of that team and he is definitely a leader oh 100 he's he was back yeah he played in game seven yeah and I mean, they earned that win against Colorado. Oh, yeah. And Colorado looked really good in that series, but I think the Sharks earned that series. Yes. Which is fine. Yes. Colorado wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs this year. No, but they They were supposed it. to be dead last in the <laughs> West. Yeah. They but made the playoffs. They beat the best team in the conference in the regular season in five games. Looked good doing it, yeah. And they looked decent in that Sharks yeah. series, too. So you could even said the, the, the Avs have a good leadership. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I would say that they still need a couple more leaders in that team outside of Landeskog, McKinnon, Tyson Berry. Berry. Yeah. Johnson maybe too. He's yeah. he's been there for a long time and he has a big mm-hmm. say in the locker room. Yeah. Um I would have said Varlamov going into the season is a leader. I still think he is cuz I But I think I, he's more of a voice now than an actual mm. on-ice leader because he as much as he played half the season roughly Grubauer won the starting job. Did. So how do you have your backup as a leader? Well, you can ask Garrett Sparks. <laughs> low blow. Low blow. <laughs> low blow. Um, no, but back to the point. I think you need a good you need a guy who understands that, you know, come playoff time, you're gonna have to sit. Then you gotta be smart about it and Oh absolutely. But you know, yeah, going back to the blues there. I think we'll see what this team's made up if they make the finals. We'll see who oh, the yeah. big group is. We'll see a little bit more focus on their individual guys. Uh, Fair, but yeah, no, it's just that was just something that I've been thinking throughout these playoffs. Because you look at the teams they got through, mm-hmm. and can you name the leadership group on Tampa? Stamkos, right? You know, uh, McDonough, Callahan. It depends on both. Who, who, both who came in last year. Cooch, Cooch, yes. Cooch. Oh, I don't know. Right, but then you look at Columbus, Bob, Panarin, Felino, Felino, Anderson, 
Boone Jenner. Boom. Hell, you even tossed Deshane in there. He knows what he's doing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's a leader on that team though, because no. he just came in this year. But he wore the A in Ottawa. He knows what it takes to be a part of a team. Yep. No, I I agree. I'm just saying. But no, but that new place there, yeah. Seth Jones. Seth Jones. You know, Boransky. I would even say Savard. The last couple. Oh, absolutely. You know, so. Right. That's but that's that's my comparison. Yeah. When it comes to playoff time, you need that leadership group. You need a voice. You need a collective voice to be like, hey, you know what? Let's do it. And and you know what? I know we hate on Brad Marchand a lot, but if you see a last game where Connor Clifton goes after Jordan Stahl after. He came in, calmed the situation down. Yes. And as much of a pest as he is, and he is, that's he. Oh, hundred percent. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't suspended after game three or whatever. Okay, but just checking. But, but you need that. You need a. You need a guy that. Yeah, he's gonna get heated, but he's also gonna know when to step. Absolutely. You know, and that's important. And Absolutely. I think that's why he's so valuable for the Bruins, no matter how much of an idiot he can be. Yeah. So no, I, I agree, and and. I rip on Marshawn more for the stupid stuff he does. Yeah. But you can see that he is a leader on that team, and he is they respect him a very yeah. he's a very very good player. Mm-hmm. He's an idiot. I think every ten games he has to do something stupid. So. He's an idiot. <laughs> but regardless, that's we'll get to that. That's way past <laughs> the point. Um. So who do you who do you have going to the finals? Well, I'm gonna stick with the Sharks because I've been saying that all year round. Fair. Okay. Um. Fair enough. Uh, I was nervous game seven of that Vegas game because they were down and they didn't look good and then they got that spark. But we can we can talk about that as well. But um, then, Not you know. a five-minute penalty. No, and I think if... if Not a suspension. Well, Not I, getting tossed. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about the refereeing throughout the playoffs. Yes, it's it's but. It's been shaky. But the Sharks... Um, I never, I don't know. I never pick a series when Boston's playing because I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm making. <you. laughs> um, I say Special. Bruins in seven. Bruins in seven. Okay. Uh, just because, I don't know. I kind of want to see Jumbo Joe back at the TD Garden for the okay. Stanley Club playoffs. I don't know. That's just. I think it's it's. Um, yeah, I, I no. I, I get the storyline, and I think it would be great. But I just. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how Carolina, I guess, plays game two, and if I, I, don't, cha- know. I don't know, but I'm gonna go Boston just because I've liked the way they've played the last series. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with San Jose as well. I do like the way Jordan Bennington's played and the way the Blues have played, but I think the Sharks are just a better team. And across a seven game series, I think they're just gonna outplay them in four games, not by much, but outplay them in four <laughs> games. And then I'm. See, logic to me would dictate I should pick Boston. No, man, go the opposite. Just like, but like, <laughs> watching this Carolina team, I, I feel like I can't pick against them right now. No, and that's fair. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Carolina. Yeah, Sorry, and, and yeah. I'm gonna take Carolina in six. So okay. they win at home. Yeah, I can see that happening. Win game two, three, four. Boston wins game five at home, and then game six in Carolina. That's fair. That's how I'm kind of seeing it play out. And I don't, I don't disagree with I you either. Cause I can, I mean, I can <laughs> see that happening because of how good they've been. They've been good, you know. And I, I, I it's just hard for me to choose this late into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So, um, let's flip the script and we'll go into basketball let's quickly. Yes, because it's you and me, and as much as I like basketball, it's hard to watch. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I actually set three games, so. I've I've watched most of the Toronto games. I give myself credit. 
Uh, and I've tried to watch some of the late Western Conference games as I'm like falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So I've seen probably more basketball in this playoffs than I have all I, season. I've seen more West games this time around. Like I, I've stayed up to watch the Trailblazers uh, OKC game series a couple times. Yeah, okay. Because I I wanted to see how Litter, little Lillard, sorry, Lillard. Thank you, Lillard. Uh, Dame time plays and <laughs> man, he's been good. Yeah. He's so he's underrated. he's like really really good. He's so underrated though, because like you you think about it, the West is dominated by bigger names. Yep. You know, like you see LeBron over there now. You have Curry, Thompson, Durant, Green. Like you can list. Harden. You know, you can li- li- Paul. You can list the the West and say he's there, but he played very good. Do you know where he's ranked in points per game in the playoffs right now? No. Third, fourth, twenty nine point eight points per game, only trailing. Kevin Durant, yeah, who's at thirty four point two, yeah. James Harden and Kawhi. Man, Kawhi's been stellar. Kawhi's been solid. Yeah. The and rest of the team has disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, yeah, and yet, they're still going to Game Seven. They're going to Game Seven. They should have won Game Six. They played man, like this tra- whole series. They played like trash. But if you in look game at this six. whole series, and I've been, I've been trying to catch parts of it, and they have so many open looks on three. Yeah, the three games that they lost, they they missed all the open looks. The three games that they won, they made all the open looks. That's the difference. I I easily think they could have swept this series. That's how good I think the Raptors no. are. They no. looked really bad in game one. The er, one they won? No. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they they were shooting. Sorry, game two. But but the thing is, if they make all these open shots, this isn't a series that's close. I think the Raptors have the advantage, but they're just not. I don't know what Raptors team we're going to get. Is it the alternating Raptors team, or are we going to get the Raptors team that's been hella dominant in every other game? I do hope that the I do hope that you know we're at home tomorrow. No pressure. Yeah, but the fans need to start it early, and I I think they need to run with it. They I, I agree, and I think I think being at home is the whole point of finishing second was to be at home against Philly. Hmm. But it's the Raptors. It's a Toronto-based team. Guess what? We're not very good in game sevens. No. And I hope they don't look Historically. at Historically. No, but and I and I hope they don't look back at the last time we played Philly. Because I keep seeing the memes like that come up. What, two thousand and one? That's yeah. not even related. But I keep seeing memes coming up because people are like, Oh, you know who can choke? No. It's a completely different team. It's a completely different era. You realize that all the players on this Raptors team yeah. probably didn't even know who the Raptors were eighteen years ago. Agreed. But I mean, it like, doesn't stop. Make, f- think about that statement. Well, half of them might not even have been born, or like they're no, like little. All of, the, all of them were either in their teens. Are they? Yeah, eighteen years. Or yeah. in their less than tens. Yeah. Because there's no. But this <laughs> is. But th- I'm just saying. This is what I'm seeing on Twitter. Is everyone's kind of looking for a choke job, and I'm like, it, you're not going to see it. It's a. At least I don't think you're going to see. My it. opinion is not a choke job either. No. Philadelphia's a really good team. Yeah. Like everyone talks about how the Leafs choked in Game 7. I don't think they choked. They lost to a very good Boston team. Guess what? We're facing a very good Sixers team right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Raptors are better player for player. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if they don't show up. No, you toss the rest of the series out. and I It's guess. one game. Yeah. Winner take all. Best of luck. Winner moves on to go play Milwaukee. Loser goes home. Let's have some fun. It's the same in the West. Yeah. Portland and Denver are going to Game 7 as well. 
And it's going to be hella fun to watch those two game sevens. The two teams that nobody really pays attention to or play for game seven, so. Yeah. And I really like Denver. I think they've been a dominant team in the West this year. Were they second? Yes. Yeah. And Portland was third. Mm-hmm. So and everyone's like, oh, the Rockets choked. No, the Rockets had a tough year. They were not the same Rockets team as they were last mm-hmm. year where they dominated the West up until the f- the conference final. Yes. Guess what? It sucks that they lost, but they played their asses off trying to get there. Yeah. I don't I don't think they choked. They just Pe- got people they, people say they just they just met a team that got really their start good, going. Really good team. Guess what? They have five all stars on that team now. Mm-hmm. Their starting lineup, if everyone was healthy, is Basically. Curry, Thompson, Durant, Tr- Draymond, Draymond uh, Boogie. Boogie, yep. That's an all-star lineup. That's not a lineup. That's an all-star lineup. It's a, it's you a, No lineup in the NBA can compare to that no. when everyone's healthy. Yep. So I, I'm interested to see. I kind of want Denver to win just because I do like how they've been playing. I don't like the fact that Jamal Murray's tried to become the villain in the NBA. Yeah. Because he's a good player. He doesn't need to. Well, but play. that's besides the point. <laughs> um, I think Raptors win. I hope the Raptors win. And I think they come out flying. If they win, they come out flying against Milwaukee. Guaranteed. Yeah. I think winner of this series comes out flying in game one against Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice to see the Raptors. Go to the final. <laughs> I We're say not there loosely. yet. <laughs> I say it loosely, but <laughs> we got to get through Milwaukee. They're a very good team. <laughs> okay, but so let's, uh, let's. No, the Raptors. I think they the take brakes. Game Seven. Hey, you know what? I hope so. I, I I do really really hope that they can. But we'll I'll see. make a prediction. They win by five. Win by five. Yeah. Nice close game. Yeah, All they right. win by five. It's gonna get tight in the fourth. Okay. Um, when Kawhi sits. For his three minutes. <laughs> oh, he'll sit in the second. Yeah. Well, he will not take a minute off in the second half if it's a close game. Not yeah. a chance. I no? don't see it. Happening. You don't think that happens? No. They're not going to watch his minutes anymore. That's what I'm that saying. He sits in the second quarter. Yeah. Okay. He won't sit the second half at all. Yeah. If it's a tight game. If, if it's, it's a, a if it's a blowout either way, yeah, he'll sit in the second yeah. half. It's fine. Whatever. It doesn't um, matter. But yeah, I think they win by five. All right. The way I think the series is kind of played out. Fair enough. Yeah. And I and I see. I think Portland upsets Denver. You got Portland. I think so. I got I got Denver. I like I like Denver. I'm gonna see Dame time. The guy's hitting threes out of nowhere. So <laughs> I oh, mean, so it, like Steph. Yeah, it's kind of hard to to go against <laughs> that there. All right, fair enough. Um, let's change gears one more time. Yes. Let's go to soccer, and I mean the biggest story coming out of the soccer world has to be the Canadian Premier League, right? Of course, <laughs> the best league there is. Now, I'll give credit. <laughs> They've actually done really good. This is week weekend three. You said the yeah, three. And um, every team has played. They've looked. The broadcasts have been fantastic. Okay. One media, or sorry, one soccer being run by Media Pro mm-hmm. have done a fantastic job. I highly recommend if anyone likes soccer, make sure you uh, register for the year subscription because it's like 70 bucks or something. Maybe 80. Is this online streaming? Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I would recommend it. That's my personal thing i think it's they've done a great job with it and if you want to hear some fantastic commentary they have a really really good team like annie patrillo is the host oh sweet and uh her husband who's a former soccer player uh conway 
I believe. Sure. No, I just remember Andy from. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's on the team as well, and then they have Christian Jack, I believe. Okay. So they they have a, they have a really good team, and it's it, it, they've done a great job with the broadcast. Um, I'm actually going to a game this weekend. Going to go see Forge play Cavalry, the first for second place team in the league. Sweet. Good job. I picked a good game. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see how some of the teams are kind of forming. Um, some great Canadian content. I saw a tweet this week. I can't. I honestly cannot remember who it was, and I apologize to whoever sent this out. Uh, I do appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> they were doing the stats for Canadian players under the age of 24 and how much field time they got. And in 2018, they got 25,000 minutes. Okay. <clears throat> players under the age of 24 who were Canadian. This year, and that's across all leagues, like professional the world, leagues. Yeah. Okay? So take that into consideration. This year, we are on pace for Canadians under the age of 24 playing 75,000 minutes. Holy. Three times as much as last year. <laughs> right? Yeah. And... Yes, it might not be in as competitive leagues as in Europe, which is fine. I, I, I get that. But the can, the Canadian Premier League is going to be a staple if Canadian soccer is going to be strong. Hmm. It has to be a staple if Canadian soccer is going to get strong. Because yeah. if it's not, that 50,000 minutes that these under-24 players from Canada are getting, which I'm guessing most of those are probably going to be coming from this league, go away. And that's 50,000 less minutes that we're playing. Yeah. That's not enough to get the production that we want from the national team. So to keep this league going, they need to they need to expand the league, offer more opportunities across the country. And I think they're doing a great job at trying to find some new locations. Uh, Mississauga definitely is uh, a key one that they're looking at. Uh, Kitchener-Waterloo mm -hmm. is also. They're looking at Saskatchewan, like either Regina or Saskatoon. Mm -hmm. Um, Quebec City. Yeah, it's good to hear Moncton. that they're. It's good to hear that they're already ready to kind of expand. They want to be at twenty teams in five years, and it's good that it's in Canada because we don't get no that level of promotion, I guess. Right. So now yeah. having that and the broadcast actually again having the broadcast is a huge thing, yeah. and that's what I was worried about them not being able to pull that together. Yeah. The one soccer came together in forty days. No one that was it's a brand new company. Mm -hmm. Media Pro started it up in forty days. Yeah, and it's really good production quality. So you gotta you gotta give them credit, and you gotta look at it as a stepping stone. Yeah, this is not the end goal for this league. This is not the end goal for Canadian soccer. No, it's gonna grow. This is the beginning. Yeah, and it's a very very strong beginning. Do you think if this league becomes successful, knock on wood, I hope it does. Um that the Canadian teams that are in the MLS come into no. play for that. No, they're going to stick there? Yes. Okay. They have to. Okay. I don't see it. I don't think it makes sense to make these two leagues the same level. Okay. Mm as much as I want a Canadian league that is a top league. But that's how they, like you were saying last time, that's how they, they signed themselves up for. I know. And again, I thought that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I still think it's a mistake to compare ourselves to the MLS. And the only reason I say that is because this league, the whole goal of this league is to grow Canadian soccer. Why would we try to compete with a league that is like an end goal for players when this can be a developmental league? Like the AHL, mm -hmm. right? Where 
these players get to play competitively against each other, especially the young guys. Mm-hmm. So you get players like Lilgren and Sandin in the Marlies, yeah. right? They get playing time, yeah, and they get to compete at a very, very high level, but they don't have the added spotlight of the main league. Yeah, the right? pressures, yeah. So you put this Canadian Premier League together. You allow these players to play at a very, very competitive level against players who are trying to do the same thing. Yeah, they're trying to make they push each other. They they push against each other, trying Mm -hmm. to get onto that national team spot. And then when they're good enough, they get promotion into that next level, or they go over to Europe, Mm -hmm. right? And they sign a contract with Wolves or something. Yeah, maybe not the top clubs right away, but you sign a contract with Wolves, play there for a year, and then see where yeah, and you kind of make it make a stepping stone. It's like step by step, you're right. Or then you sign with one of these MLS clubs. Right, you work your way through the CPL, and then you get MLS clubs looking at you, and then the MLS clubs sign you, and then you get European clubs looking at these MLS clubs. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's this should not be the end all be all professional league in Canada. Okay. The end all be all should be the MLS, and I think the MLS needs to expand more into Canada. We have three teams; we should have five. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where they're going to put the other two? Not a clue. No. But. I think we should have five teams in the MLS. Could they, for the MLS to expand into Canada, could they target the cities that have CFL teams? And make, yes. And make that, you know what I mean? So They could. Yeah. Will they? Who knows? I don't know. Because right now we have three teams that are in CFL cities. Yeah. Winnipeg is not feasible. Mm. And the only reason I say that is because of the weather. If they decided to play indoors like Atlanta, Winnipeg becomes feasible again. Well, if they build a dome, yeah. The problem is the football stadium's outside. Yeah. So that one doesn't work. Calgary is the same way. The football stadium's outside. You can't. Saskatchewan. Yeah. It's the same issue. Yeah, unless you. Right? Yeah. So that's that's where my struggle is, is that I don't know where they would put the other two teams. No. You could... And it's a bit of a stretch, especially now with the CPL and having a team there. But Hamilton, yeah, Hamilton weather-wise is similar to Toronto. We c- they could play as long as we do. Yes, um, but with Forge now playing out of Tim Hortons Field, it's that would be a scheduling nightmare in the summer. W- yeah, right. Whatever. That's but that's just the future. That's that an idea we're hoping to see. I think right? it's like a good expansion. I there. think Ottawa could be feasible as well. Yeah, we have a good stadium out there. Right. Yeah. And the weather is it's a little bit more wintry, but but you can still play through it. You there's also like TFC used to not play in, at home for the first 6 weeks of the season. Mhm. It's possible. Now because they have the new hybrid grass, they can play earlier. Mhm. So Ottawa is feasible. It is. As long as they have the right grass, which is kind of a weird statement to say. <laughs> no, it made sense. No, it's true. It, it is a weird statement, you know though. What? If they do ever get it into Ottawa, the city's great for where the location. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's the thing. Like, that's a better location than where the hockey rink is. Mm. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right, but it's the CPL should never the goal, and I know that's what their goal is. And I know I'm going to piss people off at the league saying this, mm. but the goal should not be to be 
the end goal for players. No. It needs to be a developmental league right now. Eventually, maybe, if the developmental part of this league becomes ideal, maybe it, it can become a real league. Or you tier it yeah. and have a second league where it's all developmental and the CPL be the league. Yeah. But right now, like the way it's set up, you gotta you gotta put everything into development. Everything we have in Canadian soccer should be going into this league to be a developmental league for the national team and for players to go play in Europe or play in the MLS. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's how it should be. No, I agree. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, as I said, make sure you check it out. Great league. Yeah. And I, I, my criticism is nothing against the league itself. I actually love it. Yeah, it's just the way they're going. There, yeah. It's just the way they're going right now. They need to focus on being developmental as of right now. Yeah, at least in the next couple of years to give it a foundation. Absolutely. Um, let's move on. I want to talk. We got two soccer things to talk about, and we got about fifteen minutes to do it. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, we don't want to stay under an hour. Not to mention, we also have our tire fires. Oh boy. Okay. We can do this. Let's do it. We got this. All right. So, um, we're going to talk all English soccer because uh, guess what? The Champions League and the Europa League final are all English clubs for the first time ever. Woo! First time ever. <laughs> all four teams in the Champions League and Europa League finals are from the same country. Yeah. Not just England, the same country. And, of course, it is England that did it. Liverpool, Tottenham up in, Ch- in Champions League. Chelsea, Arsenal in the Europa League. Yeah. This is fantastic. Wow. I'm so happy about that. I don't think anyone would have predicted that. I think for the Europa, I would have given it a higher chance. No, of, no really? I, I, I saw... Valencia always is in the final. I don't know how. They're always there. Well, it's either Valencia or Sevilla. Fair. Okay, yeah. it's one of the two. But I think I thought because Unai Emery was coaching Arsenal this year that... Oh, I thought Arsenal had a very good chance. I thought they would be in the final. Chelsea? Eh, I thought they'd lose against a random team, which they almost did. Um, <laughs> so did Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. All four teams almost lost. But they are great comebacks. <laughs> two of the greatest comebacks in Champions League history. That's fantastic. You know, and I want before we get into that, mm. can we take in the story that is Ajax? That team has been playing death games since July twenty fifth to get to the where they were in that Champions League semifinal. And they're young; they're very good. I think they have nine of or eight of their starting eleven are like under the age of twenty five or something. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think Daly Blin was the oldest guy <laughs> on that team. Yeah, because um, he's a ancient, but it's fine. <laughs> like 32 but still <laughs> it just looks ancient <laughs> uh well they've been a great story they've been great and they those players are gonna i'm i'm actually shocked bank. that they lost i am too um sorry england fans but i was rooting for them I after was, I, I after liverpool beat barca no. i was rooting for ajax because i thought that would be such a cool game to watch it would be but I also wanted an England club in the final, so I had to wait until Liverpool beat Barca, and then then I could cheer for Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you look at the development of that whole system for the last thirty plus years; they've been so good. Ajax is the best academy in the world. Yes, you know, no I mean, doubt in my mind. No, not at all. And then you look at the how much they sell their players afterwards. It, yeah. they have such a good reputation. Yeah, uh, I I I was sad. They were up. 3-0 on aggregate um, over the two legs, and I'm like, okay, good. Like, this is this is nice. This is 
and then Spurs wakes Lucas. up <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> but, you know, you're right. They've been the story, and I think they've been one of the teams of the the, the tournament, if not the Teams best. of the year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even, yeah, all around, you can say it. Absolutely. They've been consistent league-wise, and they've been consistent in the Champions League. Can we take in that what a Dutch player got uh, cut from his team because he called in sick the day of the semifinal to watch Ajax play? Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, boy, yeah. He was, he, oh yeah, his club was not happy. Well, that's what it means to Dutch soccer. You know, Ajax two years ago was in the Europa final. Yeah. And they almost won that. So, to see how great they've been in the last... Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, I feel like they were a little hard done there. Tottenham earned it. They did with that second I'll give them half. credit. Of course. They earned it. And and not to take away from Pochettino, what he's done with Spurs all year. Not yeah. bringing in anybody. Uh, injury. Yeah, it's you it know. was Poch's fault, yeah. No, no, but I'm, you know what I mean? Like, not, he wasn't able to bring it. fault, yeah. He <laughs> wasn't able to bring anybody. He, um, you know, injury galore. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, they, they played well, but well, I was kind of hoping for Ajax there. Fair. But, man, we get it all England. Wow. It's coming home. It's not the I mean, World the Cup. World Cup thing, but <laughs> it's fine. It's Champions League. It needs to come home, too. Yeah. Um, since we are talking about England. Yeah. Well, actually, hold on. Let me get your predictions for both. Let's start with Europa. Chelsea, Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay. I'm actually going to go with Chelsea. I think they've been the really? better team all year. Fair. Kappa's not a good goalkeeper. Kieran, that's for you, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm going to go with Chelsea. And then um, Champions League. Liverpool. Okay. We're... Gonna, I'm gonna stick with Liverpool on that one. Yeah, I, th- I think Klopp needs a trophy. I hope well, he gets a trophy. I saw, I, <laughs> I saw. I think it was a tweet. It was either a tweet or something on Facebook. But it's like all these Arsenal fans have been chirping Poch and Klopp all year about being trophyless, and now they both, one of them, will be guaranteed the trophy that Arsenal's never won. Shots <laughs> fired. Like yeah, oh, uh, wow! I thought they're the gunners. They should be shooting stuff. Wow. Nope. But yeah, it's. it's I, I think Liverpool as well. I think they're just. They're good. They're just the best. I hope Salah's healthy. I hope Firmino's healthy going into the the final. Apparently, they don't need him. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not, because there's guys on the bench that stepped up. Yeah. yeah. Um. But we'll see. That game is. June 1st? Yes. It's a Saturday 3 p.m. start from when I remember. I might be in BC. Yeah. Crap. We'll check it out, boys and girls. Um, let's move on to the other part of English soccer. You know, the uh, EPL. <laughs> and Or there's only been two teams all year. Yes. For that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but there's still two teams. We have one game left, and that's tomorrow. Sunday, make sure you check it out. All the play teams are playing at the same time. 2 p.m. start. Two. two. Well, so, well, no, sorry. England, it's oh, 2 p.m. Ours is ten. in the morning. Ours is 10. Sorry. Right? It's 10. I, I, when I was on Sky Sports, they said 2 p.m. starts, but that's I, I forgot that it's England Yeah, time. 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. Sorry, guys. <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> like, well, pretty sure it's in the morning. Um, We'll go through all the teams, all the games quickly just mm. so you kind of have a general rundown, but there's... Really, two games that mean anything. I'll get to those. Uh, Tottenham, Everton. 
United, Cardiff, Watford, West Ham, Southampton, Huddersfield, Leicester, Chelsea. That'll be actually a very fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, Fulham, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Burnley, Arsenal. Is that at Turf Moor? That's eight games. Uh, Is the Burnley game at Turf Moor? Yes, it is. Nice. And then the two games that actually matter, because <laughs> the three relegation squads have already been decided, oh, all wow. of the Champions League spots have been decided, so it's not really a big deal, those those games. Um, Liverpool and Wolves, and that's actually at Anfield. Yes, it's a home game. And then Brighton City in Brighton. Yeah. And Brighton's played very well against the um, top six, top six, but... City have an 81% winning probability, apparently. So, whatever. It is what it is. City have a one-point lead. Cool story from this is that both clubs actually will have a trophy in the stadium to raise. Yeah. The real trophy will be with City Mm -hmm. in Brighton. The replica, which is an exact replica made of the same material with the same engravings. They always have two. Like, even the Stanley Cup has two Stanley Cups. The um, Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yeah. NBA. NBA. What's yeah. the World Series one? That's Oh, I don't remember the name. Whatever. The one with all the flags. There's two of those, too. Um, yeah. Well, they did that a couple years back during the Manchester 2012, was it? Yeah. When yeah. United and City were both. Yeah. Um, so, City will have the real trophy in Brighton. The replica will be in Liverpool. Yes. Um, if City, for some reason, draw and Liverpool win, or if City lose and Liverpool win, Liverpool will raise the trophy. If City win, they win. That's pretty much where it's at right now. Yeah. And I hope that they lose. But <laughs> that's just me. Um, do you want to do predictions? For the EPL? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I predict City's going to win. It's uh, They're facing Brighton. I'm going to do an upset. I want the upset. <laughs> I would love the upset, but I think Liverpool and City are both going to win, and City's going to win by one point the league. Yeah. Because it's City, and they frustrate the hell out of so me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the opposite, okay? Do um, you think they're both going to lose? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I think Liverpool win. Okay. And I'll say why. Because Brighton, I'm going to just go on what they did last week when they drew against Arsenal. Okay. I think at home, they're going to prove to be a tough test. Sure. Watch me be wrong and it's like 5-0 City at the end of the night. <laughs> Would it surprise you? <laughs> no, but I'm hoping for an upset just because I want to see Liverpool win after 30-odd, 29-odd years or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I would I think love that's that. for both of us. I would really love that. Hoping that and Brighton beat United at the beginning of the year. They lost to Liverpool 1-0. Yeah. They lost to Tottenham 2-1. They lost to City earlier in the year 2-0, right? Yeah. Like they, so they, they've, they've been around. in the games. Yeah. It's just... It's Brighton. <laughs> I want to put my faith in Brighton, but I can't put my faith in Brighton. I mean, my faith was in Leicester last week. And yeah, then, and they blew it. Mm, albeit on a very good goal. I don't care. They blew <laughs> it. Yes, I give company full credit, but uh, even Man, a blind squirrel did. can find a they nut. They were so good, and then they don't come up with the draw at least. But Even a blind squirrel can find a nut, all right? You hit a ball perfectly. Yes, it's probably going to go in. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't care what goalie's in there. If you hit the ball perfectly, and he doesn't hit the ball perfectly, it's j- yeah. it's a different story. 
No, I'll go for the upset. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean. Now you're just frustrating me. I am? No, I'm going to stick to it. Okay. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> so done with this league. Um, Let's uh, move on to our tire fires. It's yeah. been three weeks, so we're actually going to just start brand new. Okay. It's not really fair to try to bring a champion over from that. I did lose again, just so everyone knows. I would like to win. I think I have a good one this time. I think you do. But we'll see. And unfortunately, Kyle never gave me a tire fire, so it's just going to be me and Irfan today. So you got two choices. Two. Can someone please pick me? <laughs> I'm serious. I want to win one. That's it. One. I will shut up after that. Give him one. Okay. Let's let you start. Um, It was actually my tire fire from last week. Um, we didn't have a show, so let's. I know we didn't have a show, but I sent it to you last week, and, and I'm gonna stick to it. It's uh, there were flares, I believe, or fireworks, or something thrown onto the field, and it injured uh, a soccer goalie a- in one of the leagues. I don't remember the league, but uh, I just thought it was dangerous. I think it's stupid. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Like I understand the fans getting riled up, but I don't think it should be to injure anyone on the pitch. No, and it's the problem is that they don't see that. They they just throw it and no and 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 I know we've beat this to a pulp as much as we can but even looking at racism is the same thing they like it's gonna happen but you gotta limit it you gotta limit it somehow you know I agree and uh, we'll we will put the video up of that yes or we I guess yeah I sent it to you there it's already in the show we'll, we'll, it's it's in you're watching it as I say that yeah um but we'll uh it's yeah it's not good uh, did you happen to see the um Greek national champion no, the league in Greece the champions what they did to their stadium no who won that league um, it wasn't Pan- P-A-O yeah P-A-O-K P-A-O-K or something um, they pretty much burned their stadium down because they haven't won in 35 years I will post that video as well because it's hilarious <laughs> I honestly I was showing people at work who aren't soccer people and I'm like look what these guys did to their stadium people could not believe it I was like, yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. That's nice. Yeah. No, it's just I think my tire fire is the safety of everyone on the pitch. Yeah. So I might not win, but it's a low point. Absolutely. Um, My tire fire actually happened yesterday in Russia. <laughs> in mother Russia. Um... So every year, Putin has this, like, charity game. And here, there's the video, by the way, of them burning their stadium. Yeah, no, I just pulled it up there, too. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, yes, yeah, so back to my tire fire. Um, Vladimir Putin does this charity hockey game every year, and, you know, in you know normal terms, he scores 10 goals, and no one tries to stop him because it's Putin. Yeah, president of Russia. Yeah. It's Putin, right? So whatever. Um so yesterday he did this same thing. I think he put in eight goals or whatever and uh, did his thing. Afterwards, they did this victory lap. And someone, I don't know who, I don't know what they were thinking. They put a carpet in front of the pedally boxes for the presentation. So doofus. Oh, am I saying that right? Putin. Um, <laughs> is skating around, waving up to the fans, looking around like an idiot. Everyone... And then all of a sudden, you see all these guys behind him, like his team. They just start yelling at him. And in the video, you can't really see what's happening. 
until he hits the carpet and just face plants. And it is hilarious to watch because he's, he's so confident just skating around. Not a great skater, by the way. Um, but so confident just skating around, waving to all these people in the stand, and then just eats it. Right on his face. Beautifully done. Like, you could not time it any better. Um, so Go that, for it, guys. That is my He needs the fire. win. I don't want the pity, though. I want, <laughs> I want to actually earn a win. Um, so those are the two tire fires. Make sure you vote on Twitter. Uh, make sure you vote on Facebook or Instagram if you want as well. Just leave a comment on our page. Uh, we will, we add them all up at the end of the week, and by the time we get here next week, we will have a new tire fire champion. Um, make sure you let us know if you want us to talk about anything in particular. We, we always talk hockey. We always talk soccer. We're trying to talk basketball during the playoffs. We're doing what we can. Soon we will talk more baseball. Yes, the Jays suck. Guess what? We're not going to talk, talk about, about it every soon. week. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to talk about other stuff. Um, so just make sure you tune in. Make sure you let us know what you're looking for. And yeah. uh, If you're interested, let us know to come on the show. We'd yeah, love to absolutely. have a guest on. Um, always good to have another voice, another opinion. Absolutely. And sure. we, we try to get more people on as much as we can this year. We think we've had we've already had four different guest hosts yeah. since we restarted, and it's yeah. only 11 shows, which is great. Um, I hope we can get more people out. I'm hoping to do some more interviews. We have a couple in the shoot right now uh we're just working on finalizing the dates and stuff um but i guess that'll pretty much do it from us here this week yeah. uh, anything you want to say before we sign off no man all right Happy. well from everyone here at garage door sports we want to thank you for listening and we will see you next week cheers